All right, gentlemen. Good evening, everybody. Let's get started. It's a pleasure to see everyone here. Imagine to see everybody. Welcome, welcome. Let's let's get started. We have a lot to discuss tonight because we have two parshiot. It's exciting. Achaimot kedoshim. Two parshiot together again. Wow. This week, this year, we had a lot of double parshiot. So this this week also. Achaimot kedoshim. It's a lot of topic to discuss. So we're going to focus in on one specific topic that connects to a lot of the parsha, both parshiot. We'll see. You know, I, I, I only started recording my shiurim just about a year ago, and this Kiddoshim was the first class that I gave that I recorded. So it was the first class that I could listen back to and say again. <laughs> See, the, the benefit of recording is nobody remembers a class I gave a year ago. I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Just make Nobody sure that nobody is listening to the same class twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I can repeat it and nobody's going to... You know, it's good. It's, it's, it's worth it. If I ask you... Joey, I'll start with you. I'm going to tell you a word and I want you to, to define the word. Okay, define the word. You could do that. Let's start. Define, but without using the translation. Define simcha. Define simcha. Beautiful. Weddings. Beautiful. Okay. Define anger. There you go. There you go. Similar words. All right. Everybody understands what I'm trying to do here. Every word, in order to appreciate what it means, well, we have to understand its definition. Now, those are words that maybe it's not so important to really understand, although it probably is. Those appear in Tefillah. Those appear in Torah. Those appear in Ashkafa. But now I'm going to ask you to define a word that we say all the time. If anybody remembers this class, we were very impressed. It's the same class as last year. Exactly the same class. Do you remember? Do you remember? You do or you don't? I start to remember. Alex, define what it means to be Kadosh. What does it mean to be Kadosh? Okay, spiritual. What does that mean though? How do I become Kadosh? Let's say like that. Touched. State of existence. By the way, this isn't out of the blue. We're going to parashat kedoshim, obviously, but we say this all the time. Kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. Hashem tzevakot menochalat We say all the time. Holy is Hashem, right? We say it all the time. Kedoshim in the Amidah. We say it all. Takadosh. We say it all the time. What does it mean to be holy? What does it mean? To be connected. To be connected, okay? You guys are getting somewhere. You said good? Please remember a little bit. Here we go. What does it mean to be kadosh? First of all, so really, I just want to point out there's two parts here. There's how do we become kadosh, and then there's also what does it mean to be kadosh? Right. Two different issues here. What? Pure, pure. Okay, so we have a lot of words pure. We have uh, tahor. We have barur, we have different words in the Hebrew language. Nikikapayim uh, we talk about. There's different words we use to refer to purity or cleanliness spiritually. But kadosh is a unique word. How, how do we become kadosh? And also, when we are kadosh, what are we? What does that really mean? When you're part of something. We throw this word around all the time. So... This really, this whole idea stems from this week's parasha, the second parasha, Doshim. So just in an overview for a minute, just as an overview, 
Achremot, the first parasha, ends off talking about the prohibited relationships. The end of Achremot talks about all the forbidden relationships. You can't sleep with your mother, your sister. All of the things that are problematic in terms of relationships. And then Kedoshim at the very end tells us the punishments for somebody that does. So this whole system, these two parashiyot, the common connection between them, forbidden relationships. Smack in the middle, the beginning of Kedoshim, the Pasuk starts as follows. I'm going to read to you two Psukim. Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, Speak to the entire assembly, congregation, Adat, all of the assembly of the Jewish people. You shall say to them, Kedoshim Tihiyu, be holy. Okay, literally translated. Why should you be holy? Ki Kadosh, Ani Hashem Elokechem. Because I, Hashem, your God, is holy. Am, am holy. Be holy because I am holy. That's what Hashem says. Sounds good, right? So now like this. A couple of points and we're going to see Rashi in a minute. First uniqueness of the Pasuk, it says, Speak to Kol Adat B'nai Yisrael. What does that mean? It doesn't say speak to B'nai Yisrael. It says speak to Kol Adat B'nai Yisrael. What does that refer to? All of the assembly. What's included in that? We'll see in a minute. Two, it doesn't define for us what it means to be Kadosh. It just says, be Kadosh. Beautiful. Be Kadosh. And the th- third point in the Pasuk, it says, why should you be Kadosh? Because I Hashem am Kadosh. You remember this? This guy. We were doing something good here. Remember a year ago, we were doing wait, something wait, wait. good. If you heard the class, same class you were. Bishin Tabia. You were here, everybody were here. Well, he's going to read the notes. But really, that's so again. Extra. What is that teaching us? So just say B'nai Israel. Two, what does it mean that Kedoshim to you, I should be holy? What does it mean? And three, why is the reason I should be holy? Because Hashem is holy. What does one have to do with the other? Okay. So comes along Rashi. And Rashi explains, saying, Kol Adat B'nai Israel teaches us, Melamed teaches us, Shene'emra parsha zoba hakel. This parasha was said at Hakel. What is Hakel? Akel is a special gathering when all the Jews would gather together in the Azara and the Beit HaMikdash every seven years and they would read over portions of the Torah to inspire and teach the people. Now there was a special halacha with Hakel. It had to be Anashim, Nashim, Vitaf. What does that mean? Men, women, and children. Usually children, they don't learn. Little babies, they don't learn. No, when it came to Hakel, there had to be men, women, and children. Everyone. No, Taf is children. In Nashon HaKodesh. Nashon HaKodesh, children. Anashim, Nashim, and Taf. So that means it's holy and not... Well, let's see, hold on, let's see. So, Rashi explains, based on that, that's why if you look through the next Psukim, there's a lot of different halachot that are brought here. I'll just run through a few of them. First it talks about fearing your father and mother, then it talks about Shabbat, then it talks about don't do Avodah Zarah, talks about certain halachot of Korbanot, talks about uh, giving gifts to the poor, 
a, a bunch of halachot that seem almost random. Obviously, it's not random. There's a reason they're here. But the reason that this was said over in the context of kol adat b'nei Yisrael, men, women, and children, as Rashi says, because but a lot of the, most of the rules of the Torah depended on this parasha. Meaning, this is like a encapsulation or a recap of large portions of the Torah, and therefore it makes sense this would have been said over when all of the nation was there. I just want to point out on the side for a second. Some of the Mephorshim, I listened to my own recording, and I said this last year, so I trust myself, but I couldn't find it this year because I only had a few minutes to prepare. But some of the Mephorshim say, I have to find who says it exactly, that it doesn't mean it was actually said this parashat hakel, but it meant it was said to the entire populace like hakel. Meaning it was said to the men, the women, and the children. That's the point. But obviously, if this was stated to the entire populace like that, which is not the usual men, women, and children like that, this has to be a very important parasha. And the introductory statement to all of those mitzvot is kedoshim tihiyu. That's the introduction. That's the beginning of all of these. What is that introduction? You want to tell them all of the mitzvot, beautiful. But it starts off, Kiddoshim Tihiyu. That's the opener, the thesis statement. What is that teaching us that we're supposed to understand? And this is so important, it had to be stated to the men, to the women, the children, the entire populace there. There must be a very important message here. Okay, let's go on now with Rashi. And in a moment, we'll see what the Ramban learns. Rashi explains, what does it mean to be Kiddoshim Tihiyu? Rashi says, We just finished in the end of Acharimot, we're going to discuss at the end of Kiddushim all of the forbidden relationships. Why is it written right after Kiddushim Tihiyu? Because how do you become Kiddushim? By removing yourself, staying away from Arayot and Avera, from forbidden relationships. That's how you become Kiddushim. And Rashi goes on to explain from different sources, we find throughout the Torah that wherever you find a protection from erva, separation from erva, you find the concept of Kiddushah. Like it says by Kohanim, they're not allowed to marry certain women, Isha, Zona, V'chalala, Lo Yikachu, and then afterwards it says, Ki Ani Hashem Ikadishchem, I am Hashem who makes you holy. Meaning, we find that the idea of staying away from Arayot, forbidden relationships, is the way to achieve Kedusha, to become Kadosh, to become holy. Beautiful. That's the Pshad Rashi. Now the Kasha is, by staying away from those forbidden relationships, right? That's the way we become holy, Kadosh. But I, I ask the original question now. But what does it mean to be Kadosh? I understand now we're saying, how do you get there? Stay away from Arayot, but what does it mean to be Kadosh? You haven't defined for me yet what it means to be holy. You've defined maybe how you get there, but you haven't told me what it means to be in a state of Kiddushah. So according to Rashi, how do we understand this? Okay, I understand. Stay away from Arayot to become Kadosh, but what does it mean to be Kadosh? Define it for me. Very good, Yosef. Now let me tell you what the Ramban says. The Ramban says a different shot. Very interesting. Comes the Ramban and the Ramban says, that's not what it means in this context of Kiddushim Tiyu. That's not what it means. Because we already know you have to stay away from Arayot. We spoke about that already in the last parasha. We know That we know. We know about staying away. Says the Ramban, a very big Yisrael. He talks about, you know, the Torah allows us to do certain things. For example, 
we're not allowed to have relations with forbidden women, but with your wife, of course, you could have relations. Okay, fine, right. But in general, when she's not nida, etc., it's permissible. We're not allowed to eat not kosher food, like we learn in Parashat Shmini, non-kosher animals, non-kosher birds, fish, all of that. But we are allowed to eat uh, cow, the steak slaughtered properly. Tomorrow night, Persian barbecue. Everyone's welcome to come. Permissible, totally permissible. Totally permissible. Says the Ramban. This would give room for somebody that's a Baal Ta'ava, somebody that is totally involved in his own desires, his personal lusts, to be completely involved in his own search for pleasure, the physical pleasure, within the permission and allowance of the Torah. What does it mean? Well, if I'm allowed to have relations with my wife, so what I could do is I could marry a hundred women, and then I could have relations with all of them. Now, I wouldn't encourage that for many reasons, but, yeah, it's permitted, theoretically. If you can support them financially, you made it big, no problem. I'm allowed to eat meat, right? So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to spend ten hours a day eating meat and drinking wine. Now, is there anything asur about that? Is that asur? Depends how much you drink. It's not asur. It's mutar. It's permissible. What? Says the to drink wine? They're my wives, and I can eat as much meat and as much wine. I'm not doing any isurim. There's no isur. No problem. Permitted. That's a different story. Okay, so the ten wives, whatever. The point is, within the guidelines of what's permissible, if somebody is about to have, he can get out of control very quickly. Look, so how much and that's wine called, you drink? as the Ramban calls it, Naval Bershut HaTorah. What does that mean? A despicable person with permission from the Torah. He has an allowance. He's allowed to act that way. Says the Ramban, that's the concept of Kedoshim Tihiyu. Kedoshim Tihiyu tells us, I've already spelled out for you what's forbidden. You're not allowed to eat uh, lobster, and you're not allowed to sleep with relations that are prohibited. We know that already. Comes the Torah and Kedoshim, and it tells us, you're, you have to also not self-indulge to such a degree, which has permission from the Torah, because that's not Kedoshim Tihiyu. Stay away. The way he calls it is prushim. Separate from those pleasures that are permitted to a certain... Exactly. Exactly. And actually, he quotes Gemara that tells us that Chazal made certain decrees to make sure that the Chachamim, the Tamidei Chachamim, wouldn't be with their wives too much because if they would, that would cause Bitul Torah. So there were certain decrees they made. It's permitted. What's the problem? The answer is, yeah, but that's Naval B'Rshut Torah. That's acting in a disgusting way in a despicable way, with permission, no problem. No, that is a problem. Says the Torah, Kiddoshim Tihiyu, that's the Ramban's shot. He says, Kiddoshim Tihiyu means, even within those things that are permitted, there's a command, Kiddoshim Tihiyu, don't sell, don't indulge too much, that's considered Naval B'Shut Torah. So now we have Rashi, we have Ramban. Rashi learns, Kiddoshim Tihiyu, how do you become Kadosh, separate from Arayot, forbidden relations. Ramban learns, Kiddoshim Tihiyu, means stay away from things in a, too much of an excess, too much indulgence, even though they're permitted, you have to be a parush a little bit, separate a little bit, because that's overindulgence. Don't be Naval B'Shut HaTorah. Looks like it's two different But now steps. my question is, in, in moderation, everything in moderation, exactly. Don't get out of control. But it leads to the same question. The Ramban's telling me, how do you become Kadosh? By separating within those things that are permitted and not letting it get too much. 
Okay, back to the question though. That doesn't tell me what it means to be Kadosh. It tells me how you get there maybe, but not what it means to be Kadosh. So according to both of these great Rishonim, Rashi and Ramban, what does it mean to be Kadosh ultimately? What does that ultimately mean? You want to say something, Yosef? No? Okay. It's a process. It has to be a process, for sure. First of all, you start with what is forbidden. Yeah. And once you elevate yourself and you separate from one thing, you're going to do the next step. It's true. Like you're building a construction. Yep. You start first of all with the walls, yeah. and then you start to decorate it inside. Right. It's the same thing that you're doing basically with forbidden and, and allow, right. allowance. Right, right. right. Same thing oh, you're here. saying Rashi and Ramban, they complement right, each other. Rashi is telling you basically what this starter. I hear. What Matan is saying is the two pshatim can go together. First, you have to like, stay you know. away from those things that are rayot mamash. And then, like the Ramban says, what does Kadosh mean exactly? It doesn't define for us Kadosh exactly. Ram- well, I'm going to share an idea. But being Kadosh. Not just coming here for fun. You know? I also for fun. If Hashem telling Toshim Tiyuki Kadosh Ani. It's not for Shabbat. It's like you're part of something. You get attached to something. Like, let's say you're part of a corporation. Okay, so listen to the Ramban. The Ramban finishes off a very powerful statement and it needs an explanation. Says the Ramban at the end. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. The third point we said in the Pasuk, it says, Ki Kadosh, why should you be Kadoshim? Ki Kadosh, Ani Hashem Elokeichem, because I am holy, Hashem your God. Right. Says the Ramban, and this Yosef mentioned before, I think David mentioned this also. What do you mean, Ki Kadosh, Ani Hashem Elokeichem? Lomar, to say, when will we merit to connect with Hashem if we're Kedoshim? Meaning, Hashem is Kadosh. How do we connect with Hashem? By being Kedoshim. So the Pasuk is really saying, the Ramban is understanding is, Kedoshim tihiyu, why should you be Kedoshim? Because we have to connect with Hashem. And Hashem is Kadosh, so to be like Hashem will allow us to connect with Him. So the end of the Pasuk is telling us why we need to be Kedoshim, because otherwise you can't connect with Hashem. Okay. okay, he goes on to say, fine. So the Ramban is telling us at the end there, very important, he says, the reason we need to be Kedoshim to you, fulfill that, that part of the Pasuk, is because if you're not Kedoshim to you, you cannot connect with Hashem. And now we need to understand, okay, but what does it mean that HaKadosh Baruch is Kadosh? What does it mean that Hashem is Kadosh? Right? If, we're, if Rashi is explaining, stay away from Arayot, that's how you become Kedoshim. Well, how do we apply that to Hashem? Ki Kadosh, Hashem and Arayot, it's, 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 it doesn't make any sense. So we need a definition for Kadosh. Hashem Sonezima. We need a definition of Kadosh. Okay, so I want to suggest the following idea. Anybody want to share before I go? Okay. I want to share, share the following idea like this. Knock us out. Knock, knock, knock us out. Okay, let's see. Shots like this. When you think of somebody who's holy, imagine a picture in your mind of somebody who's holy. Picture in your mind, a holy person. What's the first thing that pops into your mind? I'll tell you what. Baba Sali. But like a picture, not a specific person necessarily. A picture of somebody who's holy. I'll tell you what I think of naturally. Well, it's wrong. But what I think of naturally is. Some, yeah? 
when you see some, I think we have, we're, we're trapped in these images. Well, for sure, tzadikim is true. I think when I see somebody, I might say, you know, he's humble. Humble, humble, okay. I hear. He's not arrogant, he's not out of his character. For sure, part of it. He's doing good, you know, he's probably... So, what I always think of... Okay. What I always think, when I think of somebody who's holy, I think of somebody that abstains from this world, sits in a corner, stays away from this world, doesn't associate with people. This is like the world might have a prince of concept. You know those like monks that hide in the caves? Those people, they're holy. They're removed from society. They don't have anything to do with anybody. They sit and pray all day. They're holy. Now, I'm going to show you a pshat. That's almost, not to say chas v'chalila, it could be tzaddikim like that also. But that's not how we define HaKadosh Baruch as being Kadosh. That's not, and that's not, when it says Kedoshim Tiyu, that's not what it means even. Almost the opposite, we'll see. We know that the Gemara tells us, the Pasuk tells us you have to follow after Hashem. Right? Follow after Hashem. How do you follow after Hashem? Halo esh ochlahi, is HaKadosh Baruch not an all-consuming fire? So how do you follow after Hashem? So the answer is, what do we? How do we follow in the, in the ways of Hashem? Beautiful. Mahurachum, avatarachum. Just as Hashem is merciful, you also have to be merciful. Mahuchanuni is gracious. You also have to be gracious. A similar Gemara in Masechet Sota tells us, Mahu malbish arumim, just as Hashem clothes the naked, you also have to clothe the naked. Just as He visits the sick, we also have to visit the sick. Just as He uh, visits people, uh, the mourners, and comforts the mourners, we also have to. All of those things I just said were describing Midot of Hashem and how we have to follow in those ways. That's all. Pshat to be kadosh, to be kadosh, what it means to be kadosh, is to be, listen this, what? And how do you say like Hashem in another word? To be? Godly. Godly, beautiful. How do you become godly? How do you become godly? So let's talk about, let's talk about opposites for a second. For sure connect, but how do you get there? What's the opposite of godly? What's the opposite of godly? The opposite of godly is... All right, let's start the other way. What does it mean to be godly? What did I just say? Rachum, chanun, malbisharumim, clothing the naked. What is the concept of being godly? When God created man, what do we call that? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is tov umetiv. Is the ultimate giver of good. The ultimate selflessness. Selflessness means ultimately outward-focused being, always the opposite of selfish, exactly. Constantly focused on giving good to others and everyone else. When Hashem created man, it was only for the good of man. That's what it was. Hashem is the ultimate tov umetiv. Good and He gives good. Everything that happens is for our good. Everything, from creation till today. Even punishment, to a certain degree. We have to understand it. Difficult. That's why He created us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the ultimate giver of good. So if I am to be similar to Hashem, I have to be also. Chanun, Rachum, Avisharumim, outwardly focused on other people and being good towards them. What's the opposite of that now? What's the opposite of Meti? What? What? No, not arrogant. That's not the word. Selfish, selfish. The opposite of selfless is selfish. When I'm looking only to satisfy my own pleasures, that's the opposite of godliness. 
So says Rashi, what does it mean? How do you become Kiddoshim Tihiyu? How do you become godly? Stay away from Arayot. Stay away from pursuing your own pleasures. And the Raman takes it a step further. Not only those things that are Asur, but if you're so busy, even those things that are Mutar, but you're so involved in your own pursuits of your own pleasures, they might be Mutar, but are you selfish or are you selfless? You're selfish. You're totally involved in yourself. You're not looking outside of yourself. That's not a way to become godly. So says Rashi in the Ramban, how do you reach Kiddoshim to you? How do you become like God so you can connect to God? Says the Ramban. And the Sephorno echoes this. Don't be selfish. How do you not be selfish? We have to train ourselves, not only to stay away from the forbidden pursuits of pleasure, but even those that are theoretically mutter, as long as we're pursuing them, we're only focused on ourselves. And if we're focused on ourselves, we're not focused on others. And if we're not focused on others, then what? We're not kdoshim. So the first step is to stop running after our own ta'avot just to make ourselves feel good. Once we're not focused on ourselves so much, what do we begin to focus on? Then, through Torah and mitzvot, kol gufei Torah, as the Torah lays out over here, we become godly people. We become focused on other people, which means we're godly. Once we're godly, we connect to Hashem. And then we say, So says the Pasuk, stay away from pursuits of your own pleasures. Once you stay away from that, Torah and mitzvot lead you in the right direction. Kol gufei Torah. You'll become selfless, focused outwards, to give good to others. And Kedoshim you. once you're focused on others, Ki Kadosh Ani Hashem Elokeichem, you'll be able to connect with God who is the ultimate giver of good. That's the idea, Kedoshim. So Kadosh, 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 what are we really saying? Hashem is godly. Of course Hashem is godly. He's the ultimate giver of good to everybody else. He is Rachum, Chanun, Avishalumim, all of those things included. That's what, and we have to reflect Him in order to connect to Him. I want to finish off with one last point, really. We have a little bit of time. So. You have, I mean, not here amongst this group, because we, Baruch Hashem, are all tzaddikim. But you find sometimes, he learns Torah, he does mitzvot, but he's totally selfish. Totally selfish. Totally focused on himself. You know, he can't even imagine uh, helping out another guy. It's the farthest thing from his... How's that possible? But he's doing Torah and mitzvot. He's doing Torah and mitzvot. How could he be so selfish? He's Again, doing what? Shalom, he's not learning Torah, but how is Mikhail He's learning Torah. Torah. He plays with the minyan. He's doing good things. So what's the pshat? He never matured, never developed. He's not godly. He's like, like, the, like the expression is Chamor male Sfarim. Chamor no se Sfarim. What does that mean? He's like a donkey holding Sfarim. It never changed him because he never went from being selfless to being selfish to being selfless. He never changed. All of the things that he did, I'm not going to say it's not worth anything. It's worth something. But that's not what it means to be Kadosh Chas V'Shalom. Be Kadosh means to allow the Torah and mitzvot to change us by stop being, stop to be so preoccupied with our own pursuits of pleasure. So long as we're focused on ourselves, focused on ourselves, we cannot be godly people. We're not selfless people. We're not focused on other people. 
So you have Rashi who says those things that are forbidden, for sure, stay away from. But even those things maybe that are mutar. Why don't we think a little more about the other guy, maybe, instead of pursuing all of those things that make us feel good. We have to feel good, too, by the way. I'm not saying go crazy. We have to feel good. We have to eat. We have to sleep. But ultimately, we could chas shalom, learn Torah, do mitzvah, but we're selfish, terrible. To become godly means to develop a, a sense of focus outside of ourselves. And once we develop that, we're kadosh, kadoshim tiyu. Kadoshim tiyu, you can connect with Hashem who is the ultimate native, the ultimate giver of good. Zat Hashem, we should be zochet. All of us together, and all of Amisad, to not just learn Torah and do mitzvot. That's a wonderful thing, by the way. But on top of that is to allow the Torah and mitzvot to help us mature, develop, become better people by becoming like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, focused outside of ourselves. What does the other guy need? Not just what do I need, or what do I want. What does the other guy want? Because that's becoming Kadosh. Then we can connect to Hashem, which is ultimately what we're trying to do, connect with God. It's not Hashem, we should be zochah to that. Shalom, everybody.